بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's slave and messenger continue the explanation of Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 106 verse 106 نأتي بخير منها أو مثلها ألم تعلم أن الله على كل شيء قدير <coughs> whatever a verse or a revelation do we abrogate or cause to be forgotten we bring a better one or similar to it know you not that Allah is able to do all things <coughs> here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is saying ma nansakh whatever a verse of revelation do we abrogate this refers to an-nasakh and an-nasakh meaning in the linguistic sense is removal abolishing taking away Eliminating, abrogating, <coughs> or it means also something like transcribing or recording as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. In Surah Al-Hajj 22:52, as an example of the first meaning, فَيَمْسَخُ اللَّهُ مَا يُلْقِ الشَّيْطَانِ Then Allah abolishes that which the shaitan throws in, meaning from falsehood. There you go, the point of evidence, but Allah abolishes. Allah, But Allah abolishes that which shaitan throws in. Or like, for example, if you say the statement, The sun... abolished the shade so it removed it, it lifted it, it uh, abolished it, it took it away and as an example of a statement that you can say 
of the other meaning, transcribing, like you say, Nasaktul Kitab. Nasaktul Kitab. The one who transcribes the book did not, does not eliminate it, does not abolish it, and does not remove it, rather transcribes its letters. <coughs> and its words this is the linguistic meaning as to the legal meaning is to lift a ruling or its wording by means of a legal proof by means of a legal way or a legal proof or legal evidence And this pertains to the texts as well as the rulings. And it also may include both the text and the ruling, as we will see. Here Allah said in this verse, Let's have the verse again, please. Whatever a verse, do we abrogate? There is nothing of the signs of Allah that can be abrogated, meaning of the universal signs of Allah, but this refers to the legal verses, the revelation, the ayat of Allah, the signs are not, the universal signs and the creation are not abrogated. Rather, this refers to the verses in regard to the commands and or prohibitions. So nothing of these, whatever a verse or revealed, do we abrogate or cause to be forgotten. أو ننسها أو ننسها which means either 
we delay its ruling or we delay its revelation, sending it down, So, in this case, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may substitute for it another verse, or the other meaning is, we cause it to be forgotten, meaning we cause the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to forget it. And the forgetting here means lifting the verse, removing it, abrogating it. It's not just this forgetting which, because mere forgetting does not entail abrogation. We know that the Prophet wasallam may forget may forget some of the verses while it remains his forgetting does not entail its removal we know this uh, from the hadith which is reported in Abi Dawood and the Sheikh Al-Albani considered it and graded it Hassan as good hadith the Prophet ﷺ, uh, in this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ recited in the Salah and left some of the verses which he did not recite. So a man said, Tarakta ayata kada wa kada, you left such and such verse, O Prophet of Allah. So the Messenger said, Halla azkartiniha, why not? Did you remind me of it? So Allah says, whatever averse revelation do we abrogate or we cause to be forgotten and we know now what the forgetting meaning here being lifted we bring a better one or similar to it so this betterment is in relation to us al-mukallaf the one who is legally responsible So, we bring a better one or similar one. Because abrogation is either 
to bring something which is better than what is abrogated or something similar to it or the third case is something of a lesser importance and the third one cannot be applicable to Allah in no way it's impossible but the first two are abrogating to that which is better there is no doubt that it is good and abrogating to that which is similar also there is no doubt that it is good because it will be comparable to the abrogated in in relevance to the action however it will not be similar to it in relevance to the consequence and reward the outcome and reward it won't be similar to it as will be explained later and the third part as you heard to that of which is of a lesser importance is impossible with Allah because it will be from something of a higher level to that of, of, to that which would be to a lower level and this does not befit the majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then Allah says at the end of the verse here know you not that Allah is able to do all things know you not alam ta'lam meaning that you know the ability of Allah to do all things and from that is the ability to abrogate ability Allah is able the attribute of ability this is an attribute established with the all able Allah such that he does whatever he does and no incapacity whatsoever or impotence or defect is attributable to his deeds in any way this is the ability as to the quwa power and strength this is an attribute established in the one who is all-powerful such that he does what he does without any kind of weakness so 
what's in contrast to ability is incapacity, impotence. And what is in contrast to contrast to strength and power is weakness. This is the this is the difference between the two. And power can describe the one who has a will as well as the one who doesn't have a will. So you can say a powerful person, a strong person, and you can say a powerful and strong piece of iron. However, with respect to the ability, no one is entitled to be described by that except the one who has a will. So you don't say Hadidun Qadr, an able iron. You don't say an able iron. From the benefits of the following of this verse are many benefits. Number one, the affirmation of abrogation in the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. and that it is permissible intellectually and the abrogation is of three types the abrogation is of three types number one abrogating the wording or the text while keeping the ruling while preserving the ruling this is the first time abrogating the wording of the text while keeping the ruling preserving the ruling the second is abrogating the ruling and keeping the text or the wording this is the second type the third type abrogating both abrogating both the ruling and the text As an example on the first type, as an example on the first type, abrogating the text while keeping the ruling, the ulama, the learned scholars of Islam, 
gave the example of the verse of stoning ayatul rajm the verse of stoning the married adulterer or adulteress stoning of either one to death a man or a woman and the basis for this is what has been confirmed in al-Sahihain al-Bukhari al-Muslim from the hadith of Umar بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's slave and messenger continue the explanation of Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 Whatever a verse or revelation do we abrogate or cause to be forgotten, we bring a better one or similar to it. Know you not that Allah is able to do all things. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> is saying مَا نَنْسَخْ Whatever a verse of revelation do we abrogate. This refers to النَّسْخْ and النَّسْخْ meaning in the linguistic sense is Removal, abolishing, taking away, eliminating, abrogating, <coughs> or it means also something like transcribing or recording. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Hajj 22:52, as an example of the first meaning, فَيَنْسَخُ اللَّهُ مَا يُلْقِي then Allah abolishes that which the shaitan throws in, meaning from falsehood. There you go, at the point of evidence, but Allah abolishes فَيَنْسَخُ اللَّهُ But Allah abolishes that which 
shaitan throws in. Or like, for example, if you say the statement, نَسَخَتِ الشَّمْسُ الظِّلْ The sun abolished the shade. So it removed it, it lifted it, it uh, abolished it, it took it away. And as an example of a statement that you can say of the other meaning, transcribing, like you say, Nasahtul Kitab. Nasahtul Kitab. The one who transcribes the book did not does not eliminate it, does not abolish it and does not remove it rather transcribes its letters <coughs> and its words this is the linguistic meaning as to the legal meaning is to lift a ruling or its wording by means of a legal proof by means of a legal way or a legal proof or legal evidence and this pertains to the texts as well as the rulings and it also may include both the text and the ruling as we will see here Allah said in this verse let's have the verse again please ما ننسخ من آية أو ننسها whatever a verse do we abrogate there is nothing of the signs of Allah that can be abrogated meaning of the universal signs of Allah but this refers to the legal verses, the revelation the ayat of Allah, the signs are not the universal signs in the creation are not abrogated 
Rather, this refers to the verses in regard to the commands and or prohibitions. So nothing of these, whatever a verse or revealed, do we abrogate or cause to be forgotten. أو ننسها أو ننسها which means either we delay its ruling or we delay its revelation sending it down So, in this case, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may substitute for it another verse, or the other meaning is, we cause it to be forgotten, meaning we cause the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to forget it. And the forgetting here means lifting the verse, removing it, abrogating it. It's not just this forgetting which, because mere forgetting does not entail abrogation. We know that the Prophet wasallam may forget may forget some of the verses while it remains his forgetting does not entail its removal we know this uh, from the hadith which is reported in Abi Dawood and the Sheikh Al-Albani considered it and graded it Hassan as good hadith the Prophet uh, in this hadith, the Prophet recited in the Salah and left some of the verses which he did not recite. So a man said, You left such and such verse, O Prophet of Allah. So the Messenger said, Why not? Did you remind me of it? So Allah says, whatever averse revelation do we abrogate or we cause to be forgotten and we know now what the forgetting meaning here being lifted we bring a better one or similar to it so this betterment is in relation to us al-mukallaf the one who is legally responsible 
So, we bring a better one or similar one. Because abrogation is either to bring something which is better than what is abrogated or something similar to it. Or the third case is something of a lesser importance and the third one cannot be applicable to Allah in no way it's impossible but the first two are abrogating to that which is better there is no doubt that it is good and abrogating to that which is similar also there is no doubt that it is good because it will be comparable to the abrogated in, rele- in relevance to the action however it will not be similar to it in relevance to the consequence and reward the outcome and reward it won't be similar to it as will be explained later and the third part as you heard to that of which is of a lesser importance is impossible with Allah because it will be from something of a higher level to that of, of, to that which would be to a lower level and this does not befit the majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then Allah says at the end of the verse here Know you not that Allah is able to do all things? Know you not? Alam ta'lam? Meaning that you know the ability of Allah to do all things. And from that is the ability to abrogate. Ability. Allah is able. The attribute of ability. This is an attribute established with the all able Allah. Such that He does whatever He does and no incapacity whatsoever or impotence or defect is attributable to his deeds in any way this is the ability as to the power and strength this is an attribute 
established in the one who is all powerful such that he does what he does without any kind of weakness so what's in contrast to ability is incapacity impotence And what is in contrast to, contrast to strength and power is weakness. This is the, this is the difference between the two. And power can describe the one who has a will as well as the one who doesn't have a will so you can say a powerful person a strong person and you can say a powerful and strong piece of iron however with respect to the ability no one is entitled to be described by that except the one who has a will so you don't say hadidun qadr an able iron you don't say an able iron from the benefits of the following of this verse are many benefits number one the affirmation of abrogation in the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that it is permissible intellectually and the abrogation is of three types the abrogation is of three types number one abrogating the wording or the text while keeping the ruling while preserving the ruling this is the first type abrogating the wording of the text while keeping the ruling, preserving the ruling the second is abrogating the ruling and keeping the text or the wording this is the second type the third type abrogating both abrogating both the ruling and the text 
as an example on the first type as an example on the first type abrogating the text while keeping the ruling the ulama the learned scholars of Islam gave the example of the verse of stoning ayat al-rajm the verse of stoning the married adulterer or adulteress stoning of either one to death a man or a woman and the basis for this is what has been confirmed in Al-Sahihain Al-Bukhari Al-Muslim from the hadith of Umar Ibn Al-Khattab may Allah be pleased with him who said while sitting on the pulpit of the messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam quote Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala sent Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with the truth and brought upon him the book or sent down upon him the book meaning the Quran فَكَانَ مِمَّا أُنزِلَ عَلَيْهِ آيَةُ الرَّجْمِ And from that which was revealed to him was the verse of stoning. قَرَأْنَاهَا We read them. We read it. وَوَعَيْنَاهَا وَعَقَلْنَاهَا And we pardon pondered on it and we understood it فرجم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ورجمنا بعده so the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم did the actual stoning and we did after him Allah Messenger did carry out the punishment of stoning so did we after him وَرَجَمْنَا بَعْدَهُ فَأَخْشَى إِنْ طَالَ بِالنَّاسِ زَمَانٌ فَأَخْشَى إِنْ طَالَ بِالنَّاسِ زَمَانٌ أَنْ يَقُولَ قَائِلٌ مَا نَجِدُ الرَّجْمَ فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ 
I am afraid that after a long time has passed, somebody will say, by Allah we don't find the verse of stoning in Allah's book. فَيَضِلُّوا بِتَرْكِ فَرِيضَةٍ أَنزَلَهَ اللَّهِ And thus they will go astray by leaving an obligation which Allah has revealed. وَإِنَّ الرَّجْمَ حَقٌّ عَلَى مَنْ زَنَى إِذَا أُحْصِنْ مِنَ الرِّجَالِ وَالنِّسَاءِ and the punishment of Rajm stoning is to be inflicted to any married person, male or female, who commits illegal sexual intercourse. إِذَا قَامَتِ الْبَيِّنَةِ أَوْ كَانَ الْحَبَلُ أَوْ كَانَ الْحَبَلُ أَوْ الْإِعْتِرَافِ if the required evidence is available or there is conception or confession the point of evidence here therefore is the verse was revealed it was in the book of Allah the actual text he said, Qara'naha, we read it, wa'aynaha, and wa'aqalnaha, we understood it, and pondered on it, and memorized it even. And the actual application took place at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, and after him. And he warned that he was afraid of a time that might come, and come people say, well, and some people some come and say, where is the verse? So this is an example on the first type, the abrogation of the text and the preservation of the ruling. <coughs> and we know that the Jews came to the Messenger وسلم, and mentioned to him that a man from them and a woman from them committed illegal sexual intercourse. So the Messenger وسلم, asked them, What do you find in the Torah concerning stoning? They said, the ruling is to humiliate them by making public their affair and that they be lashed. So Abdullah bin Salam who was a Jew and accepted Islam and became one of the noble companions of the Prophet ﷺ said to them and he was present during this meeting with the Jews he said كذبتم You lied. In Nafiha Rajm, 
verily therein in the Torah is the ruling with a rajm with stoning فَأْتُوا بِالتَّوْرَةِ So he told them, bring the Torah. So they came and opened it. One of them put his hand to cover the verse of stoning. And he read the verse before it and after it. So Abdullah bin Salam told him Lift up your hand So he lifted his hand And therein was the verse of stoning So they said Sadaqa ya Muhammad He spoke the truth O Muhammad Therein is the verse of stoning. So the Prophet ﷺ ordered both the adulterer and the adulteress to be brought. Farujima. And so they were stoned. Abdullah bin Salam said, Faraitu Rajula Yajna Ala al Marati Yaqiha al Hijara. I saw the man sheltering the Jews trying to protect her from the stones. And in a, this is in another narration. Umar said, were it not that people may say that Umar added to the book of Allah, I would have written the verse of the stoning by my own hands. The second type of abrogation is نَسْخُ الْحُكْمِ وَبَقَاءُ اللَّفْضِ Abrogating the ruling and keeping the texts. And from this is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Anfal 65-66 إِيَّكُمْ مِنْكُمْ عِشْرُونَ صَابِرُونَ يَغْلِبُوا مِئَتَيْنَ وَإِنْ يَكُمْ مِنْكُمْ مِئَةٌ يَغْلِبُوا أَلْفًا مِنَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِأَنَّهُمْ قَوْمٌ لَا يَفْقَهُونَ الآن خفف الله عنكم وعلم أن فيكم ضعفا فإن يكن مئة منكم مئة صابرة يغلب مئتين وإن يكن منكم ألف يغلب ألفين بإذن الله والله مع الصابرين Let's take 65 first. O Prophet Muhammad urged the believers to fight. If there are 20 steadfast persons, now look at the number, 20, amongst you, they will overcome 200. 20 to 200. This is a ratio of 10 to 1. Right? 
Right? 10 to 1 in the first verse. And if there will be a hundred steadfast persons, they will overcome a thousand of those who disbelieve. Again, 10 to 1. Because they, the disbelievers, are people who don't understand. In the next verse, The second verse abrogated the first one. Now Allah has lightened. Okay. Now Allah has lightened your task. For he knows that there is weakness in you. Now try to understand the wisdom now for, for the abrogation. Now Allah has lightened your task. For he knows that there is weakness in you. So if there are of you a hundred steadfast persons. They shall overcome two hundred. 100 to 200, 2 to 1, 2 to 1 now. And if there are a thousand of you, they shall overcome 2,000 with the leave of Allah. Now again, the ratio is 2 to 1. This is an example of the second type, abrogating the ruling while keeping the text. The third example is, the third type, is abrogating both. Is abrogating both. Meaning, the ruling and the text. The scholars of Islam gave the example of Hadith Aisha, which is in Sahih Muslim. She said, and please listen carefully to her saying, كان فيما أنزل من القرآن عشر رضعات معلومات In what was sent down in the Quran Ten sucklings Made marriage unlawful Ten sucklings Made marriage unlawful ثم نسخنا شوف then they were abrogated then they were abrogated by five known ones by five known sucklings فَتُوُفِّيَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ وَهُنَّ فِيمَا يُقْرَأُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ Then Allah's Messenger وسلم, died. Their words were among what was recited in the Quran. Their words were among what was recited in the Quran. And this is in Sahih Muslim. So, we don't find this verse. Meaning the ten sucklings. We don't find them. The verse on the ten sucklings. Also we don't find the abrogating verse of five sucklings. So in this case. The abrogation of the ten 
is an abrogation of ruling and text and with respect to the five it's an abrogation to the text but not of the ruling and there should be no problem in the saying of Aisha at the end when she said the Prophet ﷺ died when he died these words were among what was recited in the Quran because those who recited them from the Quran they didn't know of the abrogation and thus they recited them so these are the three types of abrogation now if someone asks the question what is the wisdom of abrogating the text while preserving the ruling the case one type one we say the hikmah in this and Allah knows best concerning the verse of stoning is to make clear the merits of this ummah in the sense that they act according to the verse of adultery of stoning where they don't find it in the Quran in opposition to the way of the Jews who concealed the verse of stoning and didn't act accordingly while knowing well that it was present or it is present rather in their book in the Torah Is this clear, inshallah? Is this clear? Is this part clear? Is the wisdom concerning the first part clear? Tayy, alhamdulillah. The wisdom concerning abrogating the ruling and keeping the text is that people worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by its recitation and that they remember the grace of Allah upon them by this abrogation in which there were or in which there was lightning upon them making the matter light or lighter as to
the abrogation of text and ruling together is that the wisdom behind that is that this matter which was abrogated by both ways textual and the ruling there remains no effect of it in terms of action as well as in terms of its recitation and therefore it is therefore of the wisdom that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abrogates it in both ways the textual and the ruling aspect And from the benefits of this verse is that abrogation if it takes place then either in either to that which is better or to that which is similar and the goodness could be from a state whose ruling is light to that which is intense or from an intense to that which is lighter or from some similar to another from something to similar thing like it all in agreement with the wisdom of Allah take an example abrogation from a state of ease to that which is difficult is the abrogation of fasting in the beginning fasting was in such a way that the person will have a choice between fasting either he fasts or feeds people Then after that, there was no choice. 
fasting became mandatory. And we know in the case of a choice, it is easier than specifying one of them. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, due to His wisdom, made the obligation or the ruling on fasting develop in this way so that it will be easier upon the people to accept and the goodness in abrogating from a light state to one which is harder is to perfect the reward in that which is harder and tougher and in making clear the wisdom of Allah concerning his legislations taking them gradually from what is light and easy to perfect the sharia by that which is harder the opposite case is the abrogation from that which is harder to that which is lighter and there is goodness in that as well it's evident in making the matter easier this is evident where in the verses of the Surah Al-Anfal which we read earlier and they are called or referred to by the scholars as the verses of perseverance in the first verse Allah ordained that the believer can take 1 to 10 then he lightened that and called upon him to be steadfast in a ratio of 2 to 1 and there is no doubt that this is lighter upon the slaves making it easier for them also similarly if the abrogating thing is similar to the abrogated then also there is good in that this goodness lies in making clear the compliance of the legally responsible Are they, are, they to, are they going to comply or not? Meaning it's a test. And from this is the abrogation of the direction of the Qibla. From Bayt al-Maqdis al-Quds in Palestine, Jerusalem, to al-Kaaba in Mecca. 
in relation to the action of the legally responsible, meaning you and me and the Muslim and the believer, it is of no difference for him to direct himself towards Jerusalem or towards Al-Kaaba. This will involve Ruku'ah and sujood and direction and the other will involve sujood and ruku'ah and direction. It's the same. However, there is goodness in exploring and testing who is going to comply. Who is going to follow the command of Allah if Allah commands him with something and if he forbids him to do something and this is made very clear in Surah Al-Baqarah concerning this matter in 2.143 وَمَا جَعَلْنَا الْقِبْلَةَ الَّتِي كُنْتَ عَلَيْهَا إِلَّا لِنَعْلَمَ مَنْ يَتَّبِعُ الرَّسُولَ مِمَّنْ يَنْقَلِبُ عَلَى عَاقِبَيْهِ Thus we have made you Okay And we made the Qibla Which you used to face Only to test those who followed the messenger From those who would turn their heels And we made the Qibla only to test those who followed the messenger from those who would turn their heels. So, similar to, similar to pertaining to, pertaining to action. It doesn't mean similar to it in goodness. Because had this been the meaning, similar to it in goodness, then abrogation would be in vain fruitless and Allah is above such thing at all to do something fruitless Inshallah, is this clear now so far? Is this clear? Okay, the types of abrogation, everything. Fine. And the wisdoms behind that. It's uh, worth mentioning here the position of the Jews and also the Shia because there is a great resemblance between the Jews and the Shia in many aspects of creed and or methodologies. They strongly deny 
the occurrence of abrogations in Sharia in the same Sharia or between the Sharias. And they base it on the following argument. They say if abrogation is to occur, then this necessitates what they call Al-Bada'u ala Allah. Wal-Bada'u huwa al-Zuhuru ba'd al-Khafa'a. They say this entails al-bada' which is it means that things become apparent to Allah after being unknown to Him. This is their argument. And we know that this is impossible to be the case because the humans we, the created, are the ones to whom things become apparent after being unknown. As to Allah, this is impossible. Because His knowledge encompasses everything. Before this thing came to existence, and when it came to existence and after its existence and until the day it will be totally annihilated Allah knew that the prayer to the direction of Bayt al-Maqdis, Jerusalem, will be for a specified time. Then he abrogated it when that time, when that time which is known to him came. So, in the first case, it was wisdom and correct. Then it was abrogated by wisdom and what replaced it was correct. As to this bada, which they call, in reality is relinquishing a matter after a person was determined to do in the first place and this cannot be attributable to Allah because of his perfect and comprehensive knowledge This matter affects the humans because of their imperfect knowledge and deficiency in this respect. 
So this is nothing has nothing to do with this concept of bada. Rather, <coughs> as Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah said it is rather taking the worship or taking the worshipper from one worship to another and from one ruling to another because of related benefits and to manifest the hikmah, the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his perfect kingdom And there is no doubt amongst the sensible people that the shara'a of the prophets was intended for the welfare of the creation in this life and in the religious life as well. And this bada fits the one who does not know and however the all-knowing his addressing differs in accordance with the change of benefits Take the case of the physician who is considerate and keeps good care of the conditions of the his patients. So with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala belongs the best example His addressing changes While his knowledge and his will Does not change That is impossible Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one commanding every command in you what will take place before it takes place and how it will take place 
and for how long it will take place all according to his pre-ordainment so this nullifies this false concept concerning the bada' attributing bada' to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and now you know what it means and from the benefits of this verse is affirming the ability to Allah able to do all things and that it is comprehensive he is able to bring the existence to non-existence and the non-existing to existence and also affirming the full and perfect kingdom of Allah أَلَمْ تَعْلَمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ لَهُ مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Know you not that it is Allah to whom belongs the dominion of the heaven and the earth This is particular to him subhanahu wa ta'ala No one has this possession except Allah There is no partner to him in this kingdom subhanahu wa ta'ala If someone says What about man? Man also possess things The answer is yes Allah affirmed in the Quran that man has a possession of things Take for example in Surah Al-Mu'minun 23, 5 and 6 And those who guard their chastity the private parts from illegal sexual cat, uh, acts except from their wives or the captives and slaves that their right hand possess however the possession of man is in the limited sense man does not possess everything he possesses only that which is in his hold limited as to authority and 
disposition of what he owns unable to do in his kingdom whatever he wishes because he is restricted to the sharia as to what he will dispense also to timing his possession is not always I mean it's not forever it may be ruined he may sell it however the kingdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is comprehensive and forever and thus there is no contradiction and from the benefits is there is no wali to Allah no wali li ahadin illa Allah there is no protector for anyone except Allah and no helper to anyone except Allah and let it be known that the wilaya is of two types the wilaya of Allah is of two types a general and particular The general one is the taking care of all matters of creation and this is comprehensive for everyone even the kafir it comprises the believers and non-believers However, the particular one is the one which comprises care and success and guidance and this is only to the believers. An evidence for the general wilaya is the saying of Allah in Surah Al-An'am in 6 61 62 He is the irresistible supreme over his slaves and he sends guardians over you until when death approaches one of you our messengers take his soul and they never neglect that their duty then they are returned to Allah their mawla their true master the just lord surely his is the judgment and he is the swift in taking account and the evidence for the second type which is the particular type is in surah al-baqarah 2 257 الله ولي الذين آمنوا يخرجهم من الظلمات إلى النور والذين كفروا أولياءهم الطاغوت يخرجونهم من النور إلى الظلمات أولئك أصحاب النار هم فيها خالدون الله is the ولي protector or guardian of those who believe 
He brings them out of from darkness into light. But as for those who disbelieve, their awliya, supporters, helpers and protectors are the ta'ud, false deities and false leaders, etc. They bring them out from light into darkness. Those are the dwellers of the fire and they will abide therein forever. This is an evidence for the particular wilaya. From the benefits is the abrogated the relationship between the abrogated and the abrogating is that the abrogating is better than what is abrogated. The abrogating is better than what is abrogated. النَّاسِخُ خَيْرٌ مِنَ الْمَنْسُوخِ Because Allah said نَأْتِ بِخَيْرٍ مِنْهَا We shall bring what is better أو مثلها And we explain both And from this is that the rulings of Allah differ in their goodness from time to time Meaning, the ruling could be good for the slaves in one time, and a different one will be good for them in another time. And from the benefits, is that the Sharia is linked to the benefits because abrogation cannot be except for that which will bring a benefit From this verse, from this verse, this verse which we are talking about, to 106, until the mentioning of the change of the Qibla in the second part. of the Quran we will find that all the verses are a prelude 
for the abrogation of the Qibla from Jerusalem to Mecca. And that's why you will find the verses after this verse all addressing the people of the book who denied strongly and opposed the change of the Qibla from Jerusalem to the Kaaba in Mecca. Wallahu ta'ala ala wa alam wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam